What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 164, and we'll be talking about Stargate SG-1's episode, Affinity. Affinity! Affinity. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually not sure... What affinity? Why? Anyway, all right. Hey, friends. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're an independent podcast, and we've been independent since the start. You might recall those who've listened through the whole thing and have been with us since the beginning that we did take some corporate sponsorships at a long time ago, but uh, they weren't from around here, and uh, they didn't last very long. So, uh, um, true story. uh, We don't. uh, We don't. We don't have a a partnership with uh, HelloFresh or uh, with uh, NordVPN or any of those things that you constantly are hearing about uh in fact uh for the longest time we had a patreon going and you know i'll know that we decided to shut that thing down we were thinking about kind of changing things up a little bit simplifying things and indeed we have switched that up we'll talk quite a bit more about it in a second but uh it's on our website and we'll talk about all that but hey friends if you have people in your life who need more stargate content and they have been woefully missing out on all of this good stuff they can find our show in a variety of ways. They can go onto Apple Podcasts. It's one of the first ways that we put the show on. Also, the same thing with Google Podcasts. They can find us there too. And also with Spotify Podcasts. They can find us there three. Uh, we recently added, what do we add? Um, Amazon Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcasts. But the right way to do it, <clears throat> the right way is to get a podcast aggregator. That's right. You, you go, you find, you go to your little app store and you type in things like Pocket Cast or Overcast or other ones. That's not one. But uh, you type that in there and you go download that application. Then you type in Walking Through the Stargate and you'll find the show. They will find the show and they'll be able to listen to the whole thing. It'll be glorious. They will love it. It'll be just delightful. And that's what they should do because that's my, that's my expert opinion on the whole thing. So, yeah, <clears throat> you can help spread the word with that and uh, keep the community uh, thriving because it totally is thriving. Uh, Zach, did you see? Yeah, you saw that we got like two new members on the Discord in like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty it was cool. it was really cool. And, you know, there are other there are other communities out there, bigger ones that have new members drop in like every 30 seconds. But we're not that. And that's OK. Ours is um, delightful and tight knit. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And Zach will tell us about that, too. So, Zach. Yes, Brent. If a person wants to let us know that um, some time away uh, back in the summer seemed to really screw up our ability to do an intro, but uh, get us both sick, throw in some holidays in there, and uh, um, suddenly, like, you know, my intros are just tight, just crisp, super clean. How might they they reach out and let us know? So if you've realized that Brent's intros are as clean as they've ever been, or (laughs) not... Uh, <laughs> let us know by emailing us at walking through the stargate at gmail.com, yeah. which is W A L K. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> it. I was for a minute. I'm like, wow, you're doing it. Okay. No, 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 no. So anyway, um, one thing that won't change anytime in the near future, probably never is our email address. Yes. Oh yeah. Our email address walking through the stargate at gmail.com has been with us since the very, very beginning. That's right. Um, and it will stick with us until we conclude our uh, show whenever that is. Almost certainly, even though Google sometimes gets on my bad side, too. But that's OK. Uh, there, There is not Keep a corporation, Brent, that doesn't get on your bad side. Uh, I haven't met one yet. 
See, there you go. It is within <laughs> the nature of corporations to uh-huh. frustrate us at times, sometimes more often than just at times. In any case, yes. Yes. Uh, we have the email. You can also get a hold of our uh, social media group and just kind of join the, the community out there that's listening to this podcast by going to yep. Facebook at Walking Through the Stargate. We've got a Facebook page and group. You can, of course, also go to Discord. We've got a Discord yes. channel there. Uh, if you are not already on the Discords and want to check it out, uh, it's really, really simple. It's kind of like what Facebook was like back at the beginning when Facebook, like like way back in 2000 eight and nine and and such when you know you could actually talk to your friends and and have threads and and conversations that that was tight and clean and and nice um and you know so that's that's discord come join us there if you don't have the link for discord if you don't know you can go to our website which is wtts.space space or walking through the stargate.com is that still up and running i'm pretty sure you keep talking i'll double check that all right. Uh, you can go to there, and the Discord link will be on our website there. It's uh, one of those the little Discord symbol, which is... I don't know what that symbol is, but it's the Discord... It's like, it's like a game controller that looks like a, like a creature. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but it's right up there at the top with the Facebook and the email and the YouTubes. Uh, speaking of YouTubes, you can go to the Stargate Walk-In YouTube channel... Um, and subscribe there and follow and all of that stuff. That's where we post our promos every week. Uh, of course, we put those also on other channels as well. Uh, so, But that's where they are hosted and collected there. Um, yep. We have no plans at this point in time to do any video casting. But nah. if we did, that's where it would be. Um, probably. Probably. Uh, maybe not. But, uh, you know, anyway. That, yeah, no, I, I don't know. YouTube. It's a corporation. Okay, Brent, you will not be able to do this without a corporation. <laughs> uh, have I told you about Mastodon yet? <clears throat> no. Anyway, um, walking through the stargate.com works as expected. Okay, wonderful. Now, uh, as Brent mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, and we've said over the last several podcasts, we are uh, sunsetting patreon.com it has been really good for us uh thank you very much to every single one who has contributed uh to that uh it has very very it's very appreciative we we are so thankful uh for that uh we are sunsetting that uh we ended that uh, the last time we charged anything was in december and Mm -hmm. uh in the next week or so we will bring it down to just shut down that page altogether uh i don't know what kind of archive result will be there after i officially hit the turn it off um but uh we are uh starting up we started up it went live i believe at the beginning of january that's right. And we would have talked about it last week, except I got sick and we couldn't have a podcast last week because I couldn't yeah, talk all uh, all at all. Uh, and uh, so Brent's going to talk about Buy Me a Coffee. Brent, tell yeah. me about Buy Me a Coffee. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's the super short version. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can go to our website, WTTS.space. And in the bottom right corner, there's a little coffee icon thing. You click on that thing and a little widget pops up and it says, hey, do you want to buy these these guys a coffee? Give them a buck or two or five or 10. Ooh, la, la. Ooh. So the point is, is that you could just put in, 
put it in a mount that you want to take care of. Uh, they take care of the um, transactions of the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, it comes at a cost for us, but whatever. I don't care anymore. Um, corporations, boo. And but the point is, is that, you know, a decent amount of that cash does end up kind of supporting us. And uh, I also was able to create um, what they call memberships. It's the monthly thing. It's a lot like what Patreon would do. And uh, if you really, really, really want to support the show on an ongoing basis, you can sign up for what I have labeled as the general fund. We were talking about it before. I believe I put some details on there somewhere, but it's basically like about $360 a year to run the show, which isn't a lot. Um, uh, Well, okay, it's not a lot for me, uh, which is great, but the point is, is that it's it's not nothing. And so if you want to help offset that cost, awesome. Like that's delightful. We consider ourselves artists in that regard and that we are creating something of entertainment for ourselves and for others. And um, I show my appreciation for artists all the time by signing up for their things or supporting them or signing, you know, like doing the monthly doohickeys or whatever, uh, even though I don't expect anything in return. <clears throat> so that's kind of the framework of this thing. Uh, we have, when we started Patreon, we absolutely were trying to create um, valuable things that you could get for that contribution. And uh, that worked great. We're at a spot in life where we can't commit to doing those kinds of things. And I felt bad about having this Patreon structure about that. And so changing it over to like, Look, friends, here's the flat deal. Like, you're going to be doing this out of the kindness of your heart, and that's great. And if you don't want to, that's okay. <laughs> Same thing goes with Patreon. Like, you don't have to. We're going to keep doing this show. We're going to keep putting it out there. There's not going to not going to be any like secret secret stuffs. Um, we probably will pick up some of the other projects that we had done. I suspect at some point we'll get a flash of genius and a, and a breath of, of 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 rejuvenated energy to pick up um, Stargate Infinity again, that horrible, horrible animated show. Um, but uh, we don't really have a plan right now for that. So as a result, it's kind of um, silly to commit to something that we can't do. Hence, look, buy us a coffee if you want. Buy us a coffee every month if you want. Uh, we also have a few wish or a couple wish list items on there. We might add more things as we kind of realize, oh, it would be really fun to do like, you know, it would be really fun to go to a con and uh, play the RPG. I don't know. I have no idea what I just committed us to by accidentally saying those words, but like it's going to cost something to do that. And so maybe we like figure out all the money and la 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 la. OK, here's the project. Like we're going to do this. And if you want to do that, you need to donate la la. Two things that we got on there right now are better mics and a better mixer. Um, it'll help us produce the show better uh, and faster. Uh, I'm running into technological limitations with the system that I have created. It's worked great. <laughs> Zach, we've been doing this game for, boy, uh, three and a half years. No, four and a half years. Four and a half years. Wow. I've been basically doing the same setup for four plus years, and I'm now starting to hit the stops software is changing things are kind of shifting around a little bit so we put a couple things on there if you wanted to to um contribute to something tangible there's the wish list items right there if you want to contribute on a regular basis there's the membership thing if you want to just say hey thanks this has been awesome and you want to throw a dollar our way fine awesome go to the site wtts.space bottom right corner little coffee cup click it contribute the end that's buy me a coffee sweet sweet uh i I'm excited about uh, this. Uh, I think uh, for me personally, it's going to give me a chance to take a deep breath and kind of refocus 
Um, I've kind of mentioned, uh, implied this, uh, maybe I've actually said this, I got, recently took a new job, um, which is awesome. It's a great yep. opportunity. Uh, it's, it's great. Love it. Um, it does mean I am busier. I'm doing yes. more things in yes. my job that uh, eats up more of my weekend time than, than it did in the past, yep. uh, especially. And so I'm just thankful that this is a, a different way, a uh, different model, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Yeah, so Thank absolutely. you very much uh, in advance for those of you who are and wish and are able to uh, support us. Uh, and if you're not... Uh, thanks very much for listening. We appreciate Absolutely. that, too. That's important, too. That's the yeah. most important thing. No, this is fun. This is good stuff. Yep. So, Brent. Yes. Shall we dig into Affinity? Yeah, let's get into this. All right. Uh, we have a director for this episode. Oh, it's I'm sure we do. a name that we have heard before, but we haven't heard recently. Peter DeLuise is Hello, directing Peter DeLuise. Yeah, yeah this is his first directing credit this season, uh, which is unusual. It's it's rare that we get to the seventh episode of the season when we get to his first one. Uh, yeah. But he does have six directing credits for this season. So yeah, okay. he still has right up there with the same number, but uh, they are compressed. Um, spoiler alert, uh, there are several two-part episodes in the season, Brent. Uh, and, okay. And he uh, has... He is the director for at least some of those two-part yeah, episodes gotcha. for both of them. Gotcha. So, uh, the teleplay for this episode is also by Peter DeLuise. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> does that begin to make sense now? Uh, sort of, and unfortunately, you might have, you might know where I'm about to go with some of this stuff. Okay, all right. Anyway, Peter wrote this. Uh, Peter wrote this. Uh, this is his first of two writing credits this season. Yeah, okay. So, we have lots of guest actors uh, we say hello again to David DeLuise as Pete Shanahan. Yep. We say hello to Gary Jones as Chief Master Sergeant Walter Radar Harriman. Yep. Uh, we have a whole bunch of other folks that I will name, but I'm not going to focus on. I will focus on a couple. One, Erica Durant, who plays Krista James. Uh-huh. This is her mini-bio by Rye on IMDb. Oh, okay. Erica Durant was born on June 21, 1978, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. She is an actress and producer known for Smallville and Saving Hope. She grew up with an older brother and sister on a turkey farm in Three Hills. Uh-huh. After school, she moved to Vancouver to start her acting career. Durant started her career in commercials and guest starring roles on different television series. In 2004, she was cast as Lois Lane on the television series Smallville, yeah, starting okay. in season four as a guest star and became a series regular in season five. Mm-hmm. She played the character for seven seasons on Smallville, ending in 2011. In 2012, Durant was cast to play the lead role as Dr. Alex Reed in the television medical drama Saving Hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Erica Durant is married to David Palfi. Mm-hmm. And that's a name that you should recognize because he played both Anubis and Sokar. Aha! Uh-huh. So, I thought Sokar um, was a much better bad guy. Well, that may be. Um <laughs> I mean, not compared to Anubis, but definitely compared to uh, Apophis. Yep, yep, sure. Yep, you know. Um, Erica Durant's first IMDb credit came in 2012 
when she played Tara Knowles in the movie Untold. 2002. 2002. I said 12. I meant two. Yeah. 2002. Sorry. Very nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, And then I want to highlight Derek Hamilton, who plays Doug. Yeah, And Doug Doug has a menu bio on his IMDb by Dwell Masonry. Oh, okay. So this is what Dwell Masonry has to say about Doug. I'm sorry, Derek. Derek Hamilton (laughs) was born in northern New Brunswick, where his Hmm. grandfather was the village blacksmith. He was a celebrated athlete and played hockey as well as boxed. Mm-hmm. He held the Maritime Province's Golden Gloves title in his teens and early 20s and uh-huh. fought in the Bon Ami Festival uh, in Dalhousie, New Brunswick. Uh-huh. A tough man competition. This was the, the Bon Ami Festival tough man competition uh, at the I age see. of 18. Okay. Winning, the money he, winning the money he used... Wow, this is bad grammar. <laughs> the money no, no, he won, he used yeah, to well, move from Maritime Provinces to Vancouver. Yeah. Derek was discovered when he was noticed by a casting agent who saw him dropping off an actress at an audition. Uh-huh. In the 20 years that have followed, Derek has consistently worked in film and television. He keeps busy acting and raising his beautiful family in British Columbia's Pacific Coast. Very nice. Uh, his first IMDb credit came in 1995 in the TV series Strange Luck. He played Bruce Devlin in the episode Blind Man's Bluff. Aha, uh-huh. okay. Um, so we've got lots of other people who played lots of different small arts. Lucas Wolf played Jennings. Peter Bryant played Hoskins. Those are a couple of the trust guys. Yeah. Michael J. Rogers played Colonel Richard Hendrick. Mm-hmm. By the way... Um, I think it's Peter Bryant, but it, I can't remember for sure. Whichever one of those, uh, Peter Bryant or Lucas Wolf, uh, is playing the African-American man of the trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have recognized him. Uh, yeah. He played, um, I'm blanking on his name, uh, uh, Teal'c's wife's new husband. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Yep. Um Way back in season two or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, forever ago. Yep. Uh, and he's back. Both of those guys we'll see again in future episodes mm-hmm. uh, in in this trust storyline that is building. Yep. Uh, we've got Christopher Atadia, who plays Eric. That's the little kid. Benita Ha plays Brooks. She's the uh, other trust agent that's operating the computer. We've got uh, various other folks um, like the fighters the, at, the, at the beginning and such and such. Yep. So, this episode first aired on August 20, 2004. Mm-hmm. In the United States, in August 20, 2004, the U.S. was listening to Lean Back by Terror Squad. Uh-huh. Lean Back. Lean Back. I don't know that song. Lean back. I'm not doing a good job of having All I know is that part of the chorus. Lean back. Lean back. Lean back. Yeah, that's, back. that's, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's right. Lean back. <laughs> uh, in the UK, they were listening to Baby Cakes by Three of a Kind. Wow. I have no idea. <laughs> so, what, is, what, what kind of song is Baby Cakes? Uh, three of a Kind Baby. I don't even know this band. Uh, it could be a 
boy band, but probably not. Baby Cakes is probably probably a girl with a song like Baby Cakes. It's probably a I don't know. <laughs> I can see it going either way, Zach. All right, we're gonna commit. It's gonna be a girl group. <clears throat> it's okay. gonna be a uh, uh, you know Britpop. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be like like three. 20-something singers from the UK, yep. uh, you know, like doing early 2000s British pop type things. So it's going to be like, you know, like, you know, bouncy a little bit. And, you know, there's there's they're going to try to have a little bit of sultriness in there somehow because that's what they're going to do. Yep, but yep. somehow also like maintain that like innocence type thing. So, so it's so, all so like I have a question for you, Brent. Yeah. As they're singing about baby cakes, are they yeah. are they talking about themselves positively as baby cakes or are they yelling at their boyfriends for calling them baby cakes? No, no, it's the other way around. They're calling their boyfriend's baby cakes in a positive they're, way. Oh, they're calling their boyfriend's baby cakes. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, as this is happening, Sweet like that. Um, yeah. we are also watching movies. And the yep. first movie we're watching is The Beginning. I mean, Exorcist, The Beginning. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, number two is Without a Paddle. I have no idea what this movie is about. No idea. Either. Number three is the Princess Diaries. Number two, Royal Engagement. Aha. Uh-huh. And you know, because this is about exorcisms and it's about without not having a paddle, and it's about Princess Diaries. This is really all about uh-huh. aliens versus predators. Oh. And this is all okay. happening in open water, which is number uh-huh. five. At least that one makes sense. There you go. <laughs> You know, none of these <clears throat> actually make sense except for the rare occasion when they do. Now, so, one thing that I that I like what you do when you when you type in the show notes is that you you list what the what ranking they were the week before. Yes, yes. And almost every single time, the movies in the top five start off in the top five. Yes. Right. Yep. And then week over week, they kind of dribble on down. Yep. Except for Open Water, I see. Yeah, Open Water. Number last five, week Open Water. Number seventeen. Uh huh. Which means that nobody thought this was going to be a good movie, and then suddenly everybody thought this was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. No, nah, probably. Uh, if a shark. you know what open water is about, and don't cheat, dear listeners. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. you could all go to IMDb and find it out. Of course, Frankly, I could do that too. Yeah. But if you already know what open water is about, let me know. Yeah, sure. Oh, Julie is looking at me. She's like, I know what that movie is about. She'll tell me. But, okay. you know, if you know this, you can tell me too. <laughs> We're blissfully unaware. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. In yes. 2004, in August, I was... We were living in Japan. This is right around the time we were coming home. I can't remember if we were actually home by this time or not. Uh, so, uh, if it wasn't a sci-fi TV series that I had uh, found copies of online uh i probably didn't know much about it yeah anyway uh what was happening around august 20 2004 uh on the 17th a couple of days before this md5 there was an md5 collision found by chinese researchers and I don't actually know what that is. I don't know what that is either. MD5, but, uh, is it like an asteroid impact? Uh, see, I would, I, I'm, that's what it looks like. And I didn't get a chance to, to, to be closer at it, but it sounds interesting. The re- Chinese researchers yeah. figured it out that yeah. MD5 had a collision. Oh, well, they found it. Yeah, they found it. Um, on the seven, Also on the 17th, the National Assembly of Serbia unanimously adopts the new state symbols for Serbia, uh, the Bose Pravda, 
becomes the new anth- Bose uh, Pravda. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that. Becomes the new anthem, and the coat of arms is adopted for the whole country. Okay. So nice. Serbia is becoming its own place with its own set of identities and whatnot. Yep. Um, throughout this entire time right now in the late August of 2004 was the 28th Olympic Games in Athens, Greece. Yes, that's and right. And all sorts of things were happening, blah, blah, blah. You can go online and figure all of that stuff out. Uh, a couple of days after this episode aired on August 22nd, the painting, the scream, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Madonna, which were both painted by uh, Edvard Munch, were mm-hmm. stolen at gunpoint from the Munch Museum in Oslo, Norway. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so, yikes. No clandestine cat burglary, just straight up like, hey, I want that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I want that. Give that to me right now. And this other one, too. Yep. Uh, I have some trivia for this episode. Are you ready? Yes. Um, so this, so I knew that Erica Durance was connected to Stargate because she was married to David Palfy. Yes. What I didn't know is that she has a connection to Christopher Judge as well. Erica's sister, and I don't have her name, is married to Christopher Judge's brother. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Yeah. So. They're um, actors, they can handle it. You know, I'm sure it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so the ancient text that appears on Daniel Jackson's computer that the trust wants him to translate, uh, actually, when when you because the the ancient writing does connect with with English letters, right? Blah blah blah. Uh, sure. Uh, it does. Uh, you mean, the, it's, yeah. it's, it says the actual words are hard to decipher, so this will work. <laughs> this will totally work. This will totally work. Um, there are several cameos in this episode. Yeah. Um, when uh, Pete and Carter are, uh, for, when we first see them in the playground, and then this is when he proposes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look carefully just over their shoulder at the hot dog stand, you have Peter DeLuise buying a hot dog, and he's with a child. Huh. The yeah. child is uh, DJ, the son of executive producer Michael Greenberg. Oh. And then as the camera pans, there's a woman uh, waving behind the slide, and that's Nikki Smook, who is okay. Michael Greenberg's wife. Oh, okay. Uh, she's actually uh, been... Uh, she's been one of the the uh, the uh, uh, hocktail. Is that the right word? Uh, the 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 women Jaffa group. Oh uh, yeah, she was one of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. And but you know she and then also there's a woman in a red coat in that pan, and that's Amanda okay. Tapping's mom. Oh hey, that's fun. Yeah. Um. So the. Uh, role of Krista for this episode was originally written with the idea of Claudia Black to play the character. Uh, mm-hmm. Claudia Black um, plays um, uh, <clears throat> one of the, the, the characters in Farscape at this point in time. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Aaron Soon, I think that's right, um, in Farscape. But uh, she was unavailable due to scheduling conflicts with Farscape. Uh, the Peacekeeper Wars, one of their movies afterwards. And so she uh, 
they had to look for a different actor and they found uh, Erica Durant. Yep, gotcha. But we will see Claudia Black appear in an episode later this season. Oh, okay. So well, we'll see her later. So that's pretty cool. Uh, this episode is Affinity in English. In yeah. Italian, Spanish, Czech, even German, they call it Affinity. The mm-hmm. Hungarians call it Kindliness. Oh, yeah. And the French call it Cruel World. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That does sound very French. It, it, sure. Well, you know. Yeah. You help people and all you do is you just get framed for murder. It's a cruel world. Ah. <laughs> it's a ridiculous <laughs> accent. It's a very ridiculous French accent. All right. Are you ready for the synopsis? Yeah, let's dig into this thing. All right. Here's the synopsis for Affinity. On a city street, some thugs decide to ram their car into some other guy's car. They aren't too keen to exchange insurance information. Instead, they want to blame the victim because victim blaming is a thing and it's real. And they take this opportunity to vent some of their frustrations in his head. Fortunately, the streets are not left unprotected. Straight out of the 70s come the one, the only, (laughs) Teal'c. He stops the bullies and impresses the witnesses. Right with like a, a, a punch to the head, noggin that breaks the guy's hand. Ow. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty, pretty wicked cool. That was cool. After the incident, Colonel Richard Kendrick bursts into General O'Neill's office. Blah, 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 blah. When we allowed Till to live off the base, blah, blah, blah. We did so with the promise that he'd remain under the blah, blah, blah radar. <laughs> Beating up some thugs is hardly under the blah, blah, blah radar, blah, blah, blah. O'Neill responds with all the appropriate level of care and sarcasm. And, yeah. yeah. But he does finally agree to remind Teal to try to keep a low profile. So, Dr. Jackson visits his friend in his new apartment. And while the place looks quite nice, kind of a Jaffa meets East Africa vibe, the fern Jackson gave him isn't doing so well. Nope. <laughs> Have you tried talking to it? Hmm. No. Anyway. Jackson reminds his friend that Earthlings don't tend to beat up thugs who are tormenting locals. They tend to shutter their windows and hope that no one spots them. Yeah. Yeah. So, while they were talking, there is a knock on the door. It's Krista, Tilk's neighbor. She's having trouble with her plumbing and needs Tilk to help get things flowing again. Tilk. Upon hearing Jackson's advice to leave others alone, begins to decline Krista's plea for help. But Jackson reminds him that every rule has its exception. Yeah. Yeah. Plumbing. Plumbing. In a park, Pete Shanahan and Samantha Carter are meeting together. They're hanging out. They're walking through the park. They're on a date. Pete has asked for reassignment to Colorado Springs. And then... He pulls out a small box with a large rock and proposes to Samantha. She is stunned and doesn't know what to say or do. And so she just looks at him. Yep. Later, Teal'c is chatting with a neighborhood kid named Eric. While they are talking, 
Eric is super impressed by Teal's superhero qualities, by the way. A thief steals a purse from a woman. Oh my goodness. Everyone looks to Teal to stop the assailment, but Teal is trying to keep a low profile. And they beg him, and they vi- finally he relents, and he grabs an avocado from a fallen grocery bag and chucks it 60 yards with better accuracy than most NFL, most NFL quarterbacks, clocking the thief in the head and knocking him unconscious to the ground. Everyone yep. is amazed by Teal. Amazing. It is. Later that evening, Tilk overhears Krista arguing with Doug in the hallway of the apartment complex. Doug is Krista's boyfriend. He lost his job and is currently drunk. It's fine. He's it's, it's, he's normally no, he's just a jerk. He's a big fat meanie jerk. He's also a creep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tilk invites Doug to depart, as Krista has asked him to do. But he's really a good guy. Really. I mean, sure. He's really a good guy. Uh-huh. The next day at the SGC, Tilk asks Daniel and Sam to explain what is going on with Krista and Doug. Why would she hang out with this creep and jerk? In the midst of this conversation, Sam is clearly dealing with her own relationship challenges with Pete. Which is actually some very appropriate uh, dialogue there. I, I appreciate that one, by the mm-hmm. way. In the next scene, Krista meets Teal'c in the park. Teal'c is practicing Loch Nell, a kind of Jaffa martial arts. She tells him of her breakup with Doug and asks Teal'c to train her. Teal'c agrees. Cue the training montage. <laughs> The two are clearly <laughs> Several days later, Teal'c walks over to Krista's apartment so that they can begin training once again. Training. Doug is there, and Krista's wrist has been badly bruised. Did I mention that Doug is a big fat jerk? Doug a jerk. and Teal'c have a confrontation. Teal'c warns the smaller man that if he hurts Krista again, Teal'c will kill him where he stands. The Jaffa tactic is witnessed by the neighborhood, the neighbor lady, Mrs. Connors. And her cat. And her cat. Everything is fine, Mrs. Connors. Just go back inside. At the SGC, Carter is distracted and hasn't written her reports. Can you believe that? Mm Mm-hmm. She is constantly thinking about Pete's proposal. She reveals this to Jack, along with her worries about how she would handle balancing a family and traveling to other planets. Does this even work? And blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. Tilk later finds Krista sitting next to her door in the hallway. She tells him that she has broken up with Doug permanently. But she needs to get away right now. She is distraught, and she pleads with Tilk to go with her. So Tilk does. Meanwhile, Sam reveals to Daniel that Doug was found dead in Krista's apartment. And right now, Teal'c is wanted for murder and kidnapping. Teal'c, you bad man. You bad, bad man, I guess. Bad man. On the road, Teal'c discovers that he is being followed by some unknown people. Krista begs Teal'c to try to lose them. And he tells her that he can do it, but he'll have to break a few traffic laws She's okay with it. They manage to lose whomever is tailing them and check into a motel. Krista then passionately kisses Teal. Later, Carter meets with Pete. She tells him that she still needs more time to think about the proposal. And then she proceeds to ask 
him for his help in an unrelated manner, presumably with Teal'c. Yes, it's with Teal'c. Yes. The following morning, Teal'c wakes up to discover that Krista has disappeared. He hears knocking on the door, and he opens it to find a police squad pointing their guns at him. Teal'c, you are under arrest. Back at the SGC, Teal'c is hanging out in his old quarters. Not under guard. Kendrick is incensed by this and insists that Teal'c is moved to the brig immediately. When pressed for more information, O'Neill gets Kendrick to reveal that they found Teal'c after they received an anonymous phone call. Hmm. This sounds mm-hmm. kind of shady. What could possibly be going on? Daniel is working in his office, and suddenly a message appears on his computer in the ancient language, along with a little note that says, Look familiar? Immediately, he receives a phone call demanding that he translate the ancient message in exchange for proof of Teal'c's innocence. Okay. Meanwhile, Pete and Sam start their own investigation into Doug's death, and they realize that Teal'c was most likely framed and discover that someone had Teal'c under surveillance from an apartment building that is right across the street. Can you believe this? This is ridiculous. Despite having cleaned the apartment of evidence, Pete has an idea. By checking out the ordering habits at a local pizzeria, Pete gets a lead on who was surveilling Teal'c. At the same time, Daniel meets with a shady dude in a park. Daniel isn't going to help him without knowing more, but the shady dude reveals that there are snipers all over this park, and Daniel needs to do what he's told. That is to say, translate the ancient text. You're bluffing, says Daniel. He's like, uh, sniper number one, take out the coffee cup. And the coffee ah. cup is no more. What did the coffee cup do? I mean, that's just... That's, that's ruining good coffee. I mean, it probably was It coffee, is ruining coffee. Maybe it's, maybe it's bad coffee. Maybe he wasn't ruining good coffee at all. Uh, you know, anyway. All right, so Daniel is taken captive by these goons in the van as they travel to wherever they are traveling to. Spoiler, it's a warehouse because, yeah. duh. Daniel learns that these guys are former NID agents calling themselves the Trust now. These are the people who framed Teal'c and kidnapped Krista. Jerks! They revealed that Krista was actually the one who killed Doug using the techniques of the teal had taught her. You know, if you jam your hand into his throat and he goes, blah, 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 and then you could kill him that way, I guess. Yep. Pete's investigation ultimately reveals where the bad guys are hiding. And Pete and Sam and a bunch of SWAT guys start moving that direction. In the warehouse with the bad guys, Daniel is forced to translate the ancient text so that the bad guys don't implant a bullet into Krista's head. Because bullets in heads is not a good thing. It's like bullets in coffee cups. It's like bullets in coffee cups, only worse. It's even worse. Yes. So, using the translation that Daniel gives him, the trust people do some computer things and seem to connect with something off-site. Yeah. They succeed. Quickly, they begin wiping the computers. They destroy evidence. They shoot Daniel and Krista with a zat gun. And they disappear. Just after the trust people disappear, Sam and Pete and company storm the warehouse to find an unconscious Daniel and Krista and no bad guys. After the ordeal is over, Pete asks Sam if it's normal for her job to have the bad guys just disappear into thin air. And she then tells him yes. When Pete begins to question her further, she clarifies that she is saying yes to his marriage proposal. Aww. They 
kiss. It's such Aww. a happy moment. It's so happy. Yeah. Later, Teal packs his things into an SUV. He says goodbye to Eric and Krista. Uh, Eric shows his appreciation for all that Teal has done by uh, showing the symbol of Teal's tattoo on his uh, skateboard, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, the symbol of oppression becomes a symbol of honor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. And then he leaves the apartment listening to dance music while Krista and Eric just stand there watching. The end. The end. So Brent, why are we doing that? Because uh, I, because well, we'll you'll, we'll, you'll hear, you'll find out here in just okay. in a second. Tell me about your thoughts on affinity. Why did I have to watch this one? But like, because after six comes seven, and this was uh, seven. and seven, eight, nine. Um, all right, I really liked the very end. Uh, not the very very end, but the part where like, what's going on with the ancient translation? What? Who are these people? What do they connect to? Like, what are they doing? And poof, they went away. What, tra- like, uh, you know, I, I think the transporter technology, I thought it was, re- it was reminding me of ancient technology, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, right. Yep. Super yep. interesting. Super interesting. What is going on there? Super interested. This episode, I guess, was a setup for that moment? Question mark? Because the rest of this thing was like, what am I watching here? So, all right. So, all right. <clears throat> Friends. Um, I consider myself quite a uh, an upstanding person. I think that I have a, you know, I have a high esteem as far as what my, like, qualities are. I'll be, I'll just own that. I will also own that I have observed and seen things in the world and so so much of this episode reminded me of um, of bad writing in, shall we say, adult entertainment. Like, so much of it. So much. Like, I need help with my pipes, snicker, snicker. Like, wait till you taste my... <laughs> sorry, sorry. There, was, there were lines. There was a bunch of lines in there. And I'm pretty sure that those lines were intentional. And that's okay-ish. That's okay-ish. I'm not a big fan of sex comedies. But, you know, fine. Like, let's pretend that you want to make a sex comedy. That's what you do. Um, uh, y- y- you throw those lines, but Stargate SG one. Uh, I mean, that's that's really like you're 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 about to cross into a zone of like, no, I'm not here for that. I'm here for I'm here for some space adventure. Like, right? Like, what's up with this? And then you have your like femme fatale sort of. But she doesn't die at the end, so I guess she's not really a femme fatale. Um, and we've got we've got creepy Pete back, and and unfortunately, instead of just doing what would be okay in television, which is pretend that the last episode didn't happen, <laughs> yeah, or whatever, the one where he was stalking her, you have him openly admit it. So now it's like super canon. Like <laughs> he was, the man was stalking you. Sam Carter, and you're like, ah, it's cute. It's like there was, and then and then Teal's role as like community protector and also like man protector of the of the woman in distress. So much of this stuff was like like hyper male fantasy. It was like <clears throat> hyper male fantasy is not, um, it's not something that I uh, that I abhor by default. 
like you, you know you, you get you get the big strong dude protecting like the pretty girl like I, i'm not automatically revolted partly because i'm probably because i'm a dude but like it, it, it's not like it's an automatic miss but this one was just like what's going on like okay we decided that we wanted to tell the story about Tilk being off base okay and we decided to do that by having him engage with a community that thinks he's like you know superhuman because he is um right. <clears throat> and he's walking around with his name and his tattoo and a real paper thin story about he's from mozambique like it it and you know like there's so much about this that's just not believable like just right there and then there was just something about the episode too like like i've lived in a major metropolitan area for quite a while and i have seen plenty of people enjoying park space and physical activities but it seemed like every shot there was somebody doing yoga in the background <laughs> like like it, that was just peculiar and it's like you didn't why i'm not like, why, why, why that? That just seemed like almost a distraction in a weird way. Uh, like there was just so many busy things going on. And then the Sam Pete storyline. <clears throat> you had that moment right there in the middle. You mentioned it. That conversation between Sam, Daniel and uh, um, Teal'c talking about relationships. Right. And and obviously, like Sam pivots and starts talking about the um societal pressures western societal pressures of women especially in the early 2000s late 90s even into today no no doubt about it but i'm just saying like this it was in its time and feeling frustrated about it and these were things that you and i have vocalized these are things that listeners of the show have vocalized we've talked about this before i've gone to bat with the notion of while partnering up is not a guarantee to happiness like we are led to believe Sometimes partnering up is awesome for people, including individuals who don't think that they want to partner up as they kind of reflect on things. And so that Sam Carter decides to uh, partner up with with Pete Shanahan um, by itself isn't necessarily bad, but we didn't have any character development on this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. She's dating a guy. She's dating a guy that's a creep. And abusing his powers, and once again, we have you know we have more episodes, we have more more uh, examples of cops behaving badly for a good cause, Zach, for a good cause. But like you know, you don't enter into a private premise without a warrant. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and yeah, so we have this thing where we're 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 just basically we just have to just believe that Samantha Carter, through all of this emotional journeying that we have been being, that we've been watching where over and again she's she's torn she's torn but she is continually choosing um i guess maybe that's it all right i'll finish the thought she's continually choosing to be her own person in her own career and it's and it's it's tearing her apart because she i i believe that the character would probably want to be like why do i have to choose and she kind of makes reference to that of like, you know, what if I have kids? What are we going to do? Drop off a daycare? Sorry, kids. I'm going to, you know, mommy might not come back ever. Like, you know, like that's a reasonable thing to, to kind of like ponder. And that is uh, that that has traditionally been the woman's burden on this one. Like if you want to do something, if you want to do something with the like, career wise, like you have a choice to make here. And that's that's a choice that men don't usually have to make. Um, 
anyway, so, you know, we have this, we have all this stuff going on and, and we just get to the end. I didn't see Carter work through the thought process to say, you know what? Um, I'm going to risk, I'm going to risk this permanence. Uh, I'm presuming that she is risking the permanence of a long-term relationship um, by continuing to do her work. Um, and let me kind of say that slightly differently. I, I um, don't think that Samantha Carter said yes to the proposal because she wants to be less involved in the SGC, though maybe that's where it goes and I might be a bit disappointed in that one. Unless there's unless there's a reason, right? Unless you give me a reason and show me the reason, people make their, they change their minds. People change their minds. It happens. Right. Um, but until I get shown that, all of a sudden it's just it's just it's just Amanda Tapping playing a character who's falling into a trope, and I don't like that. That's not cool. <laughs> right? Like Amanda Tapping is doing a great job with Samantha Carter's character, showing strong strength, capability, and resiliency and leadership. That's awesome, and. Uh, and it doesn't feel like we're doing the tension service. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not actually talking about the tensions that exist for people that have to make these choices and how society just expects you to make these choices, right? Like, well, what's, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you coupled up yet? Like, why aren't you having kids yet? Uh, The number of people that I have that are friends of mine who are, uh, (laughs) non-coupled with a kid and people are like, what the heck's up with that? Coupled without a kid, people are like, what's up to that? Not coupled, no kids. What's really wrong with them? Like, it's still a big thing. And it's still yeah. kind of ridiculous. Like, you do you. Do you. you. We don't live in an era anymore where, like, the survival of the human race is in peril. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, that's just not where we're at. So, like, be yourself and be your full authentic self. And if being your full authentic self means you don't partner up and you don't have kids, that's fine. Like... There you go. You can have a fulfilling re- uh, like life. You can still have relationship, etc. All right. Okay. I'm going on that soapbox way too hard. All right. So, <clears throat> so this episode, I've got this like like hyper male fantasy going on with Teal and Krista, and I've got this like male fantasy decision going on with Sam and Pete. And kind of sliding in between these two is this paper thin story about like this group suddenly coming out of nowhere and wanting ancient um, translations into Google world of all things. So that they could type it into a computer with English letters (laughs) and send it somewhere (laughs) that they're connecting to and then gating or like, and then transporting like what the heck's up with this. I'm super interested, but though I could have all of that information given to me in maybe a minute or two or five in a different episode. That's about that. Like (laughs) in no way was what we had to see helping that part at all. So now where am I at? I am at, um, Teal tried to play outside and it didn't work very well. Um, that there are people out there that will try to manipulate Teal'c's relationships in order to get access to him, I guess. There's a whole bunch of people that are like, oh, the trust, that don't want aliens around, okay? Um, 
I did find it funny that uh, Daniel Jackson said that he watches the History Channel because I couldn't remember if this is the era where Aliens was in full effect or if it was before it. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where nobody watches the History Channel anymore for history stuff. And back then, it definitely was like bordering on. You don't see a whole lot of history here. Uh, I don't think we got crazy hair aliens by this point, but I was laughing at that one. It's just like, yeah, of course, of course you'd be into that. Aliens, right, of course. Um, uh, that was funny. And so, so yeah, I don't know what to think about this one. I, I, I um, other than I don't like it, but I don't know like how badly I don't like it. I'm not sure how well the cast interaction with each other will lift it up. Um, I don't know how much that little nugget of decent information will lift it up. I don't think a whole lot, but I'm also like part of me feels a little bit bad for bagging on it so hard because again, like if it wanted to do sex comedy stuff, which is not this show, I would not be happy about that, but you know, you could do it better and you kind of sort of did it. Okay. Uh, if what you were doing was like femme fatale stuff, um, you sort of did it. It wasn't bad, but you could have done it way better if what you were doing was an emotional journey episode of Samantha Carter making a choice that is the same at the end. She can still say yes at the end. You didn't show me anything. And so I guess I, you know, like, but Amanda Tampy played it well. So, you know, I guess I guess I saw some journey, but it didn't really feel that good. And then it ended with, you know, like wistful goodbyes. I don't know. I, I'm kind of I don't know I, I I I know I don't like it but I don't know how badly I don't like it. What about you, Zach? What about you? So, um, I don't think I have quite so many negative feelings as you do. Sure. Um, that said, it's got some serious problems in it. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy the exploration of Teal'c living off base. I sure. think that's fun. Um, I think it's cool that he is uh, still being Teal'c out there and he's struggling to figure out what does it mean to be Teal'c in a world where just stepping up and helping people uh, is not quite appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, but the fact that Teal'c immediately kind of builds relationships with you know the the skateboard kid next yeah. door, um, and and he knows the neighbors in his apartment complex, and and uh, you know uh, sex jokes aside, um, the fact that his neighbor is willing to come and, and ask for assistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah sure. You know that that's that's uh, nice. It's it's good. I, I like that. Um, you know, I had completely forgotten that the Pete Shanahan part of the story was here. <laughs> um, until the promo. <laughs> until the promo. Um, and uh, while it, you know, having Pete there, who is a cop, um, helps further the storyline of the trust and getting getting Daniel and Krista back and all that stuff, you know, but... Uh, I, I don't care about that either. Um, Pete Shanahan still feels creepy to me. He he yeah. feels less creepy now than he did in previous episodes, but he still feels creepy to me. Yeah. Um, I totally get why 
Amanda Tapping, well, uh, by Samantha Carter, would be hesitant with this. Um, I appreciate that conversation where there is something in her, whether it's internal or external, it's hard to tell. Um, but there is something about her that feels the pressure to have a relationship outside the SGC. And she's exploring that. And she's right now feeling the the struggle of, is that really where I should put my energy? Is it not? Is it good? You know, you, know, you get that struggle. I appreciate that struggle. Um, we don't see a lot of that, which on one level I am thankful for because I don't like Pete. Mm-hmm. And more of that struggle would mean more Pete. Right. Um, but... You know, I mean, you do get that conversation with uh, O'Neill and Carter, which um, is played with as much question on is she dating Pete because she feels that O'Neill has said no or or not, which might be true. It doesn't feel it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um She's settling. She's settling. And I, and I think, no, that right there does come across. Like, I think this whole thing, and this is why she, um, she uh, uh, delays saying yes to the proposal, is that she feels that whatever she feels about Pete, she feels that she's settling with Pete, right? That, that, that she should, could, might have had something more. And whatever reason that something more isn't available or she feels it's not available or, or whatever is going on. And this is second prize. And frankly, it feels like it's more like third or fourth or fifth prize. Yeah. Um, and, and you do get some of that. And Amanda Tapping plays that well. Um, would have been nice to have a little bit more to see the move towards making that decision to to say yes, but we don't get that. Nope. Um, the the Krista character in terms of her relationship with Teal'c is very two-dimensional. Yes. Um, and we like her, and I think that Erica Durant does a great job with the character. Um... But, uh, you know, you don't miss her when she's gone. It would have been a lot more interesting if it turned out she was a part of the trust. Yeah, but, you know, she wasn't she wouldn't have been innocent in that regard. Um, And this is where I get to uh, ultimately where, where I really have trouble with this episode. And it's the toxic masculinity. Yeah, uh, that is all over this place. Um, yeah. And it's toxic masculinity not only in uh, the the uh, the boyfriend. What's his name? Doug. Doug, uh, which is certainly there, right? But yeah. he's played to be a bad guy, right? Right. We're, he's played, and and it's it's shot for for us to know immediately that this guy is scum and he's awful, and if he loses, we're happy with it. Um, but. Teal'c's bravado, while it's not inappropriately Teal'c, 
Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Teal'c yeah. is being Teal'c. Teal'c's being but, Teal'c. But it's still, it just feels... I'm the big giant guy that is, you know, 400 pounds of muscle. And, yeah. and I need to protect this tiny little woman who can't protect herself. Uh, it, it just... Th- that that's how it's played that's how it, it's it's talked about and, and it just it doesn't sit well with me the the line where he says i will kill you where you stand had to be said little old lady had to overhear it it was part of the story that was part of how he was like arrested sure for this thing but i i heard that line and i was just like you are cro- you you've you've gone over a line teal you you stepped over a line on that one now here again is that for for Teal'c and Jaffa culture, and we do kind of get a, a throwaway couple of lines that kind of suggest that Jaffa culture is very, very different, and, you know... Yeah, they, a weapon is used. A weapon yeah. is used, right? I get that. It, it It's not inappropriate for the Teal'c character based on who we know Teal'c to be and his cultural st- center point... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to make that threat... But for us, for myself, as a watcher of this, all I can see is is that that uh, masculine male fantasy of yep. of protecting. Yep. Um, and I don't find it very helpful at all. I find it, in fact, no. very harmful. Um, yeah. And this gets to some of my. Problems with Peter DeLuise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I think he he's a jokester by nature. Um, yep. He he wants to talk about some things that are serious, but when it comes to things like toxic masculinity, when it comes to um, uh, sexual relationships. Yeah. Um, he, for my money, consistently crosses the line to bad taste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and this is yeah. one of those spots for me for that. Now, um, mm-hmm. then you get the the introduction of the trust, and you know who are they? What are they doing? Um, you know, I, I actually like that. I mean, I think it, it's kind of a neat way of of introduction to them. Um, you know, uh, I'm curious as to see, to see where this is going to go. Who are they going to become? Um, yeah. And it's appropriate because, you know, over the, the several seasons, the NID was that, that thing, but with uh, agent Barrett, uh, the, the trust or the, the, the NID has uh, been molded into something more legitimate um, but those influences, those pressures within society are still there, and now we get to see them uh, manifest again, um, and now we have to deal with it again in a different form. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I, I'm curious as to where that goes. Yeah. Uh, so there's a yeah. lot of things that are good, and there's a lot of things that are not good. Um and you know, frankly, I'm I'm disappointed that Tilt gets to live off base for half an episode. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, we actually yeah. heard him getting an apartment in a previous episode, right? We, we heard yeah. him talk about getting it. And so, theoretically, he's been off base for, for at a least while. several episodes. You know, this episode takes place over a couple of weeks at least. Yes. Um, but still, uh, we are introduced to him actually living off base. And then we reset that at the end of the episode. Uh, I, I would have loved to see uh, see that develop over a few episodes. Yeah. S- at least. I mean, you know, getting him to the point where, okay, I can't be off base because X, Y, and Z with a trust, blah, 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 blah. And so it's better for me to live back on base. Fine. I don't have a problem with that. Well, it does seem but like this episode... But it just happens episode, quickly. Yeah. Too this episode... Quickly spent uh you know spent all of its money you know spent all of that let's explore teal'c off base money way too fast because of the decision to go let's talk about teal'c in a relationship um and i and i and i chose that word to mean i meant it broadly even though it does turn into specifically um I think it would have been a lot of fun to explore Teal'c's struggle with maintaining his identity as Jaffa while in a community that cannot accept that. Yeah. Um, instead of a an episode where every 20 minutes you get a crowd gathering cheering him on for being the ultimate man. And like, I... I will I will I will admit in the same way that I admit that I enjoy eating popcorn that watching him punch bad guys was fun. Yeah. And absolutely. I imagine that there's probably plenty of people out there that was that were they were just darn happy to watch Christopher Judge be shirtless for a bit. Like I'm not going to knock that. I will say though that if you expect um you're going to you're going to get what you expect on that one and that's not you're not going to have a good story when you do that. If you're not into a good story, that's okay. I'm into Stargate for the story. Therefore, I don't like that. I'm not. I don't have a problem with it until it turns into the only thing the episode is about. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with it until it's obviously the main point. At which point I'm like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) Like, like if what we had here was a compelling story about the um, about the trust and about this intrigue thing. And and you had, you know, nods to Teal'c being out in the world and you had somebody like, you know, like, you know, in that TV trope kind of way, like give him a little bit of a of a of a of a side glance and a wink type of a thing so that you're so that you're you're telegraphing. Oh, he is he is he is attractive within this context like people are liking him around you know like maybe have uh, maybe have the skateboard kid like you know like you know smile and say hey t or whatever so that now we say to ourselves oh he's engaging with these people like there's something going on here but you don't have to necessarily have like the shaft moment which in its own way was fun but it was not what stargate's about and so and so while I mean I'm right back to where I was where was earlier with I didn't like this one but I'm not sure how badly I didn't like it. When you're talking about toxic masculinity, you're exactly right. This is exactly right. If anybody tries to live their life looking like this, they're going to have a hard time. Right? Don't do this. This is bad. Don't yeah. internalize it. Don't don't glorify it. Don't choose people who do this. This is dumb. 
You don't solve problems by punching them in the face. You don't solve problems by promising to kill them. You don't like uh, you, you will not fix a broken person, period. Like these things don't happen. Don't get it into your head. Be yourself. Be genuine. If who you are is broken, own it. You're going to find people that are more willing to accept you as a broken person, right? Like these don't do not do these things. And this is exacerbated in this particular episode where they did a good job, I think, of portraying what Teal'c would do in those situations. Agreed. Right? Agreed. So Teal'c is doing exactly what we would expect Teal'c to do. Yes. And yet it's also then... Celebrated. Without any other context, it becomes a flag for us as viewers of entertainment of a, a false goal for us. Ooh, and also, I mean, but we got two of them. We got we got Teal being a Jaffa, but in this context, it's a false goal for us. And then we have Pete. We have Pete. Do not stalk people. They don't think it's cute. They aren't going to suddenly say to yourself, to themselves, oh my gosh, someone cares for me. They're not going to find you more attractive. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're not going to get the girl at the end. Don't do it. You're not. You're not. It's It's a bad idea. Yeah, and here we're glorifying both that too. So yeah, yeah. boo. All right. Well, Brent. Yeah. Uh, we've had quite the conversation, <laughs> and I know you said that you struggled and tried you weren't trying to figure out where you're going to create this. Yeah. But now it is the time to put yeah. that rating on the screen on the yep. page. It's time. It's time. Yeah. So um, I definitely don't like this episode. I definitely do like the uh the fun little intrigue thing that we got that that you know couple of minutes of what the heck's going on here um the acting was fine truly uh you know even though the relationships were two-dimensional in some respects um i didn't find a problem with the acting and i and of course there's always the the rapport amongst our main cast which is delightful um it really is uh but that's not enough to save it man um so this is a two for me um I think that I was struggling between a two and a three, but I'm going to go with two because it's like, look, like I'm not, I didn't turn on Stargate to go watch Shaft and I'm not, it, it, it didn't do it. It didn't do it. And so it's, it's just not, it's just not clicking. So two for me. Two. What about you? Um, you know, as, as I mentioned when I first started talking is that I don't think that uh, I'm going to pan this episode as, as hard as you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not. Uh, I, I also struggle with all of this stuff. I, I think that the things that that are worthwhile in this episode, for me, give it, uh, hold it up better yeah, than, sure. than it does for you. Yeah. Um, it's still not a good episode. It's... Um, uh, so I'm going to go with a three and a half. I was debating whether or not I'd go three, three and a half, or four. Yeah. And and I I, I think three is harsher than I want to be. Sure. Four is um is too generous. Um, three and a half. Because I don't think that it really quite falls into good. Um, right. And I want to try to keep my fours and hires into a good. Ness, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm going to go three and a half. Yep. All yep. right. That makes sense. There you go. It is now time, Brent, because uh, we posted on Facebook and the uh, Discords. 
yeah. uh, for folks to tell us what they feel and think about this episode. All right. Are you ready for Facebooks? I am ready for Facebook. All right. We have Sean. Hi, Sean. Says, when Tilk meets Lois Lane. Yep. Yep. Uh, by the way, um, Erica Durant started, got the gig as Lois Lane like months after this episode aired. Yeah, as soon as you said Lois Lane, I didn't watch Smallville, but I was like, oh, right. I remember that face. Yep. Um, With them both being aired around the same time, uh, at least 2004, when I was at uni, Mm -hmm. I remember thinking Stargate and Smallville would make an amazing crossover. The Fortress of Solitude could have a Stargate to get there with details to an eight Chevron address taking you to Krypton. Except oh, yeah. there's a solar flare to uh, when you arrive there, and it's passed with Commander Zod at the helm. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. Commander yeah, Zod is actually a Guawuld experimenting in sentient oh, yeah. Naquita, known as experimenting with a sentient Naquita known as Brainiac. <laughs> wow, we've gone on a tangent here. Let's go fix Lois's <laughs> pipes instead, like 19-year-old muchly desired to do. Let uh-huh. uh, 19-year-old Sean, probably. Uh, six chevrons all around for cheesiness wow. and a very different Teal'c-led episode. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Um, nope. Yeah, no, no, that's not where I'm at. Um, okay, we have Rowan. Hi, Rowan. Rowan says, two Teal'c episodes in a row? What is this? 2020 Teal'c? 2020 Teal'c. <laughs> That's but, funny. I like it. While I wasn't into the video game of it all in the last one, I actually like this one, especially Teal'c's civilian fashion choices. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, yeah, okay. he's not assimilating very well with the usual keep your head down and mind your own business of the local culture. Krista doesn't seem to mind, though. I guess she's seen those arms. Right. But... While Teal'c is getting involved in his neighbor's domestic problems, it turns out Officer Pete still exists and has proposed to Sam. Ugh, don't do it, Sam. He's not yep. worth it. Yeah. The writers really aren't doing enough to make me care about this guy, and now it seems like he's going to be around for a while. Yeah. So that's it. Just an episode about everyday life off base for the team? No sci-fi element at all? Nope. It's all a setup, sort of, to get an ancient to Google <laughs> translation out of Daniel that ends up involving both Teal'c and Sam's personal lives. Mm-hmm. In the end, it is decided that Teal'c can't live off base for some reason, which makes no sense to me. I would agree with that. The mm-hmm. rest of SG-1 are all allowed to have lives such as they are. It can't be healthy to live underground for years on end, only going outside once a week or so for work says the person who would rather be under a blanket indoors than anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Brent will like this one and give it a five. Nope. (laughs) Zach will not and will only give it a three. This episode has an IMDb rating of 7.4, which is 3.5 chevrons, putting it in the bottom half of Stargate episodes overall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And then we have... Uh, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin says, hi, Zach. Hi, Brent. It's been a while. Happy 2023. Hope you had a good new year and enjoyed the holidays surrounded by loved ones. Anyway, so Affinity. This is not a favorite of mine, but I don't hate it. 
just a standard Planet of the Week episode, but this time the planet is Earth. One of the episodes where we don't even see the Stargate. Just not an episode that clicks for me. But as I do for every episode, I wrote a few notes while watching. One, is a skull actually hard enough to break someone's hand? Because that's what it looks like happened. Actually, the answer is yes, as far as I know. Ah. Oh. Um, I think uh, people's heads are actually, the skull is actually remarkably hard. Uh, uh-huh. and, and finger bones are really squishy. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, now, if I'm wrong, I could be wrong, but there you go. Number two. Tilk's fern might do better if the curtain isn't drawn and the sunlight can actually reach it. Yes. Three. Yeah. Pete. Boo! Four. Boo Pete. Pete yeah. admits <laughs> to stalking. Yeah. Is that the first step to him seeking help? Admitting you have a problem? You would, you'd hope. Brent, <laughs> I bet you've never seen someone get crocodile done deed by an avocado before. Am I right? Wait, what? I... Y- 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 <laughs> I haven't seen enough Crocodile Dundee to know. There was an avocado in this episode? Yeah, well, that's what Tilk threw and hit the guy in the head. Oh, wait. He knocked a guy out with an avocado? Yes. I thought that was a potato. No, it was an avocado. You can't knock a person out with an avocado. Well, he did. He's Tilk. He's Tilk. Number six. Doesn't Tilk have a girlfriend off planet from that whole right? stupid Jaffa storyline that I'm not a fan of? Yes. Yes, he does. I mean, it's Jaffa culture. Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah. Number seven. (laughs) The magnet must be really powerful to destroy a hard drive by just vaguely waving a magnet near it. Yes. It was a dang powerful. I mean, I'm surprised she was able to hold on to it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for a magnet to do that, you would have to get into the, the, the hard drive, to the hard drive. So you couldn't just do that that far away. No, 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 it doesn't work. 2004. Right. Number eight. Wait, so the trust has Asgard beaming technology now? What's that all about? Wait, so she's free, not in jail awaiting trial for murder? I know it was most likely self-defense, but she still needs to go on trial with a jury of her peers. Yes. Am I the only one bothered that Lois, I mean, Krista is walking around free? No. no, Uh, I wasn't bothered because by this point in the episode, I I had written it off. It, it, it didn't matter. You know, I mean... It, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, she's not going to jail either. Okay, great. Let's yep. move on. Okay. Uh, overall, it's not particularly overwhelming. But given the unanswered questions this episode leaves, one could conclude this is setting up something more. I predict you'll both like it more than me and give it a five out of seven chevrons. Nope. 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 That's that's not what happened. Sorry. Nope. Um, so those are our Facebooks. Awesome. I have uh, I have some um, Discord predictions. Oh, yes, please. We've got, uh, we've got David who wrote really, really, really good alternative lyrics to the Shaft theme song talking about Teal'c. Oh, well, that's cool. I highly recommend that you go on to Discord and read that. That's pretty fun. That's good stuff. And uh, we've got Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Uh, okay. Jen writes, and oh dear. Okay. All right. My COVID ridden brain trying to be coherent. Sorry to hear that you got COVID. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Boo COVID. After eight long years, Teal'c is finally allowed to live off base. And of course he sticks out like a sore thumb. 
I just love Chris Judge's acting again. Season eight is the gift that keeps on giving. The episode is so full of cliches that just a sensual pottery scene is missing during the relationship fast forward <laughs> of Krista and Teal working out together. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Teal'c with Ishta, though? Yes, Teal'c was with Ishta. Mm -hmm. Regarding Pete and his proposal, can we just bury him? Maybe Sam should listen to that inner voice screaming, No! But instead, she tries to coax an answer out of O'Neill about what she should do. Jack, being even more inept at dealing with his emotions, just leaves her with, I wouldn't be here. What the hell, Jack? Yeah, I know. That was supposed to be a much more touching thing, but it. yeah, I, I hear you. Please go get your stuff together. I've never felt more frustrated with a scene, yet people are frustrating beings. We've all been there. The whole time, minus Pete, was enjoyable television due to a certain Bane factor. I could see that. I could see that. I, I took umbrage with the Bane factor, but, you know, I could, I could appreciate that. The story was enjoyable te television due to a certain Bane factor. It just got off the rails that... It just got so off the rails that the whole episode became a parody halfway through and I was in it for all in for the ride. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. If I had that, uh, those eyes on, yeah, I, I could, I could see that. All right. All right. Chevrons. I thoroughly enjoyed affinity. Tropey, tropey cliches galore. Six chevrons for me. I subtracted a chevron for Pete. Oh, wow. Would have been a seven. Okay. Wow. He's just a waste of screen time. I do like David DeLuise though. He's a truly sweet guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean like, you know, like it's not, not David. Pete. Yeah, yeah. The actor's fine. Yeah. I predict that Brent will either hate the episode or he will embrace the Bane factor. I'm feeling positive, so I'll go with seven chevrons from Brent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stick with my two, but I, I hear what you're saying. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Zach has seen the episode a few times, a few more times, and he sees the flaws, so he considers the entertainment factor, which is still valid, after a few rewatches. Five chevrons from him. Little high. Little high. Little high. Yeah. Um, all right. That that's it for predictions. Uh, ta uh, we got uh, uh, Kevin who wrote something in here um, uh, that we should also read in there too, talking about uh, the relationship between uh, Christopher Judge and uh, Erica Durant, which you already said. So, yep. yeah, cool. Thank right. you for that. Well, we have a couple of emails. Yes. All right. The first email is from Lydia Ann. Hi, Lydia Ann. She says. I am of two minds about this episode. I love some things. Tilk being out and about on Earth, making friends and flirting. Sam's rant on compulsory romanticism is chef's kiss perfection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would grant that. Uh, it is worth noting that uh, that scene, uh, the dialogue was actually written by Brad Wright and not Peter DeLuise. Uh -huh. <laughs> Peter DeLuise noted that in the commentary. <laughs> that's not a good look for Peter DeLuise Peter no. DeLuise Peter DeLuise that's not a good look sorry carry on All right. well you know you just gotta know what you can and can't do and don't try to do what you can't do and ask for help so in that regard good thing <laughs> right sure yes. alright uh, she continues this time around I noticed things that haven't aged well and lessened my enjoyment of the episode uh huh Pete uh -huh, Pete. Daniel's passive acceptance of domestic violence when Teal'c inquires. Yep. Yeah. Pete making relationship-altering decisions unilaterally is presented as romantic rather than controlling. Yes. Yeah. Okay, here's... I'm a mid-40s guy who's been married for over 20 years. Yeah. If you're thinking about proposing to somebody... 
talk to them before you do it. Period. <laughs> End of story. That shouldn't be the first time they consider it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if if the moment itself is a surprise, you know, that whomever you're proposing to didn't know that you were going to propose in this moment, sure, fine, no problems. <laughs> but if this is the first time that they are hearing that you are talking about it and, and no, no. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Treat them like a person, not a gift. Yes. All right. Uh, she continues. Teal'c being suspected of murder and surviving an encounter with law enforcement? I guess we can explain this away by saying that the shady xenophobic blackmailers tipped off the Air Force directly instead of the local PD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel tries so hard to be helpful, but still needs to be rescued. Are these dark side para-government types really so formidable? Uh, fine. Pete, Pete was never an enjoyable part of this episode, period. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, he really wasn't. Um, as for predictions, Lydia Ann predicts that you and I will both give it three chevrons. Hey, hey pretty close. Very close, Very yeah. close Lydia Ann. Yep. And finally, we have David. Hi, David. David says... They say this Chevron encoding bias buffer is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Whoa, I'm just talking about Teal'c. All right. Uh, This episode crossed the threshold from dumb to ridiculous. Then it found another threshold and jumped over that that one to wonderfully stupid when it finds itself in some other TV show. Uh After that, it found a secret doorway and found itself in the Twilight Zone. Finally, it got bashed in the head with a cast iron pan and woke up back in SG-1 wondering what happened and why is Sam Carter wearing an engagement ring? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) For that, I am awarding this episode every Chevron. No, not seven. Or even eight chevrons, I'm awarding it every <gasps> possible chevron rating simultaneously. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, with totals of 36 chevrons. Since I can't actually give it 36 chevrons because who knows where that gate would connect to. It gets yeah, but- an average of all of those chevrons at four and a half. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, he says, I really do love parts of this episode and dislike other parts, Pete. Yep. Brent will give the seven chevrons because it's so bad it's delightful and because Teal'c finally got his apartment. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that would be the Bane, Bane me, yep, but yep. nope. Zach will give it four and a half chevrons because he agrees with me for completely different reasons. <laughs> 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 oh, boy, uh, that's good. Yep. All right, well, thank you very much, everybody, for the yeah. predictions. I love them. Appreciate me them. Uh, Brent. Yeah. Next week, we are watching the episode from Stargate Atlantis called poisoning the well okay and i ask you what poisoning the well is all about 
Oh boy, poisoning the well. That's a, he can't. And there is there the well. Um, I don't know. Let's just let's just let's just have some fun here. Um, next time on Stargate Atlantis, our Atlantis friends travel around their own planet. You see, they found themselves with a continent to explore, and they shunt they shunted off those pesky people that were around for several episodes that we don't want anymore. Those extras cost money, you know. We can't have that. So we're going to explore. We're going to see what we can find, and in fact, we find all sorts of wonderful things. We find tall trees and mountains and sea. It looks an awful lot like the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> what do you know? And so, as we're gathering around and finding interesting things, we discover a well. Indeed, there doesn't seem to be any civilization around here, but somehow there's a well here. Did you build it? I didn't build it. Did you build it? No, I did not build it. How would I have had time to build this thing? We just got here. Yes, but I don't know. You might have some weird technologies. I'm from Earth. You don't know who's talking in this scenario because I'm using the same voice. It's in your imagination. See, now I'm crossing the fourth wall. This episode's going crazy. So, they're sitting there talking about this well, and all of a sudden something happens. Something very strange happens. It's very mysterious. It's unknowable. I'm not going to tell you. And so in the well, they look down and all of a sudden the water's green, but not like green, you know, not like green like algae, like green like the Chicago River at St. Patrick's Day. Ew. That's not natural. Its well has been poisoned. It's been poisoned. The well has been po it's poisoning the well. This is going to be an episode of 43 minutes of them going out into the woods, finding a well, wondering why it's poisoned, and a mysterious thing happening. Not going to tell you anymore. The rest is secret. Secret, secret. I can't think of a single thing else. Join us next time on Stargate Atlantis for poisoning the well. So, uh, Zach. Yes, Brent? Because I couldn't think of anything to say, and I just decided to keep blathering about uh poisoning a well yes does does this episode even have a well <laughs> well uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh uh there's one <laughs> this episode um has uh i think we should watch the promo okay maybe it has the pacific northwest because yeah all right are you ready i am ready i'm hitting play now Next time on Stargate Atlantis. I don't think there's a hope in hell these people could have a weapon. Like Weapons come in all shapes and sizes, Lieutenant. Okay. Does an untested drug hold the key to defeating the Wraith? That's incredible. The results were the same. Okay. Near complete resistance. They've definitely got something. You do understand huh. the Geneva Convention prohibits using prisoners for scientific experiments. When the horrible truth of the drug is revealed, will there be any hope in stopping it? I beg you, have no more part in this. At least until we know more. I am your death. That is all you need to know. It's all next time on Stargate Atlantis. You think I would force this choice upon my own people? No, sir. Our people are in complete agreement. Your people may be dead before the race even get here for all you know. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. Poison in that metaphorical well. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a metaphor. There you go. Uh-huh. Didn't see that coming. That is poisoning the well. That's what we're going to talk about next time. Yeah. Um, I, as I, I, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Neither, I, neither I have, did I. I have thoughts about my recollection of this episode, 
but I will uh-huh. save those for next time. Okay. All right. Um, so tell us what you think. Many of you already yeah. have, but if you haven't already, uh, if you want, go over to the website, WTTS.space. Space. And click on that coffee mug there and hit the buttons <laughs> and, and the things. Yeah, just uh, if, poke around. If, if that's your bag, if that's what you want to do, uh, we would appreciate that very much. Uh, yeah. You can, of course, uh, follow us on the Discords. You can go to the yeah. Facebooks. I need to take that off because we don't have that. We don't have Twitters anymore. We don't have the Twitters anymore. Uh, you can email us at walkingthroughstargate.gmail.com. And with yep. that, I say I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you next time. Bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home.